Hi, my name is Duncan, and we are the Fantasy Football Fanatics, and I'm joined by Matt in London and Ben in LA. Guys, what was your football highlight of the week? Um, it's got to be the Man U-Liverpool match, to be honest. Uh, I mean, not entirely for fantasy football, I guess, because I'm a Man U fan. Um, but the satisfying thing in, Man- in fantasy football terms was the, the complete lack of Liverpool players scoring that I don't have. Um, so that was, that was good fun. Mane got an assist. Yeah, that was a bit dodgy, I thought, but uh, but there we go. I didn't I didn't know you could get an assist for crossing it for someone to score an own goal. Uh, yeah, that's what I that's what I rely on mainly for my attackers. <laughs> yeah, and there's a slight slight conflict in me when I saw Robertson had crossed it for uh, but Valencia handballed it away. I thought, well, I mean, if that if that cross had connected, it'd have been a good assist that. But the man you fan and you took over. The man you fan. <laughs> I was watching it with a Liverpool fan, so I didn't reveal my feelings at the time. And uh, yeah, quite enjoyed watching fantasy maverick choice Rashford get a break. How about you, Ben? Um, I think mine, probably not FPL related, was just the the West Ham game and how it just devolved into after chaos <laughs> with. The fans coming on, um, and yeah, I think the other thing was um, Moyes dropped Adrian, but at least he he told me about it beforehand. So I I, I actually was going to start Adrian, um, but then I, I I started Pickford and got a clean sheet. So thanks, David Moyes, and I kind of hate West Ham, and I thought it was kind of funny seeing all their fans like <laughs> basically like abuse everyone. I thought that was pretty funny. It was pretty, pretty crazy seeing them kind of barricade in the chairman, Golden Sullivan, until they had to leave the stadium for their safety. I know, I loved it. And then, remember last week, Matt was talking about, like, West Ham players, like, <laughs> yeah. <Lanzini. laughs> and I was like... Fair, though, they did look pretty good in the first half. They were totally winning the first half um, just through kind of how they were playing. And then... The fans I think turned the- on them. Pitch. Yeah, the fans coming on the pitch definitely mean they lost concentration and lost those other two goals once they were already behind. It it did remind me just how wrong I was on happy levels in my, my predictions there. It's like, oh, Burnley will never score more than one goal in the game. Uh, I think West Ham have had to go on a really good run. Got Yeah, they're probably pretty good at home. <laughs> None of that was right. <laughs> my football highlight of the week was Jamie Vardy's goal uh, hit it, you know, kind of half blind, not looking at the goal, um, and then ran away and abused the away fans, just like the perfect Jamie Vardy in a in a nutshell goal. Okay, so that was my football highlight of the week. How were your game weeks, guys? I'm going to go last because I know for sure that I had the worst game week again. I think. What are you on, Matt? I'm on forty one right now. So I'm on 37, so you're probably... probably Okay. Um, Yeah, so it's going okay. Um, I think everyone's weeks will be low scoring this week. um, Because I think everyone's going to captain either Kane, Salah or Aguero. So Salah got two points. Kane just went off injured, which was really annoying. So he he only got one point. Who's your captain? Yeah, Kane was my captain. And I, I just read this morning that Aguero's going to be out tomorrow, which is really terrible because he didn't play in the Champions League. So I thought he was going to be nailed on, but he has some kind of knee injury. Um, and then Ben Davies got dropped this weekend. Dropped from the squad? Yeah. I assume he's just resting, but I kind of knew that was a risk because um, he... Danny Rose went off injured as well. Yeah, Danny Rose went off injured as well. Um, the people who did well on my team were Everton managed to somehow keep a clean sheet. <laughs> so I got uh, Pickford clean sheet points. Um, we shouted last week that Newcastle probably could keep a clean sheet against Southampton. Um, and they did that, so that was good. So I, I got six points from Yedlin. And then um, Mares got a goal and assist. Uh, yeah, he's just doing so well. I'm so glad that I brought him in two weeks ago. And then I got actually got points from Deli Alley. 
<laughs> he got a goal and an assist. I think it, Kane going off might have helped him because I think he maybe pushed a bit further forward. Um, is he on for bonus as well? I think he may get... The annoying thing is that Serge Aurier goal <laughs> the 94th minute, whatever, um, has pushed him up in the bonus. I think Delhi will get probably one bonus, maybe. But he tends to lo- lose bonus because he loses the ball a lot. Like, um, but yeah, it's good. he's going to get one bonus. I've just checked it. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll be a low-scoring week in general. So I think forty-one will just kind of keep me kind of afloat. Wilson actually completed ninety minutes, which I was surprised about, and had a disallowed goal. Um, wrongly disallowed. He like pushed. He pushed Sanchez and then scored. Um, but yeah. Wrongly disallowed. Sounds like it was a push. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Rightfully disallowed. Um, so can't be too annoyed. But yeah, looking at some of the other teams, I think forty-one will be okay this week. Especially looking at your team, Duncan, which is just mad. <laughs> Bad week yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, okay. But Thanks, I, ben. I think <laughs> I think a lot of people are going to have bad weeks because the top captain people are. All did nothing really. Um, like everyone would have captain Kane, Salah, or I think Aguero, apart from Maverick Gary, who I'm a bit afraid of. He's captain De Bruyne, which could be a good differential. So we'll see. Oh, really? Yep. And also this this week so far, the highest score has been 13 points. I think I'm not sure about the games today, but yesterday it was Kennedy with his brace, 13 points. And normally you get a few more players. I know Son got a couple today, but normally there's a few more players getting double-digit hauls. Yeah. I'm scared for City tomorrow because my City asset is not playing. (laughs) Okay. Matt, how was your game week? 39, did you say? Uh, 37. 37 at the moment. Yeah, so, I mean, quite quite similar to Ben's, just, just not quite as good. Um... So I got Mares, who's the main point scorer on my team this week. Uh, so he did really well, and that's very satisfying. Um, Ericsson's just picked up an assist, so fair enough. Uh, but my my rubbish choice Trippier, uh, who has played now nine minutes in the three games that I've had him on my team for, did actually pick up an assist. So that was a bit of a, a novelty bonus for me. So uh, and then I mean the thing I did this week, so I, got, I did two two transfers. Uh, Partly because Adrian wasn't playing, um, and also because Jones was injured, so I didn't, I couldn't field eleven players. So that sort of came off because Schindler got seven points, um, so it sort of paid for the four points hit. Uh, so that was okay. And I've got De Bruyne tomorrow, so I want him to do well, but not so well. If Gary's got him as captain, uh, it's a bit of a difficult in my own mind. How was your week? How was my week? Yeah, I want to hear all about it in detail. Uh, okay, so, so far, I have the grand total of 21 points, and I'm on for my worst ever game week score, I think. Um, yeah, uh, okay, so I think it first went wrong when I found out that Adrian, my only non-injured keeper, wasn't going to play this week. David Moyes very cold, kindly told me that. So I... I used up one of my transfers I was going to save for 31, brought in Wayne Hennessy. Um, and that was pretty much because he was the only keeper I could afford um, at 4.3. Didn't keep a clean sheet, but he got a, got a save point. Um, so three points for him. Dawson, obviously, um, at home to Leicester, uh, got zero. Ogbonna, only got one point, having conceded so many goals. Um, Alonso, didn't get any goals or assists. Then, because I've tripled up on Liverpool early, which has worked out quite well, but it meant that um, with them not getting very many points away to Man United, Mane got me an assist, which is nice, but Salah and Firmino just two points each. Wilson blanking with his disallowed goal. Um, Kane, my captain, same captain as a lot of people, I'm sure, just getting one point and going off injured. And then... Hopefully, hopefully, Sterling still to play could be my ace in the hole with, well, not exactly an ace in the hole, but he could salvage something for me um, if he comes back from injury tomorrow night. 
And then the unlikely possibility of Stoke scoring, hopefully Shakiri will be involved. But the, yeah, I didn't leave a huge amount of points on my bench this week, but I did leave out Ben Mee. Um, Burnley, having not kept a clean sheet in eight gay weeks in a row, decided to keep a clean sheet in this game. And I went for the West Ham defence and Ogbonna to start instead because they've had a couple of shutouts more recently. And that totally backfired. So Ben Wee is first sub on my bench, waiting to come on if Sterling doesn't play. Um, but that will still only leave me with 29 points or something like that. So, yeah, not a, not a great week. And it, I think it's starting to show that, Matt, your tactics of going for the games before 31 rather than holding transfers back and bringing in players just for 31 seems to be the much better strategy. Yeah, I mean, we're only, we're only going to know after game week 31. Yeah. But yeah, I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't know. I think we know now because because my you've kind of climbed above me now. You must be, you know, 30, 40 points above me by the end of this game week, I would, I would assume. Kind of 10 points last week, um, maybe 20 points this week. And I think that's a margin that I don't think I will get in game week 31. Um, just for the fixtures, to be honest. Maybe that's just me kind of reviewing it now at the end of a very bad game week. But it does seem like your strategy has worked out much better. Mm. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, you do have that free transfer as well, so I don't have that. So it's after 31 as well, it's still going to be a challenge for, for my team. But we'll see how we go. You mean the wild card? Yeah, so yeah, wild card. Yeah, still got the second wild card. Yeah, my my thinking is at the moment I've I've left everything so late. I've held on to the second wild card when I really should have taken it and used it in January, and I've held on to the free hit and I've planned for thirty one when maybe I could have got more advantage from using the free hit in thirty one. Um, yeah, I just feel like even if I do have a good double game weeks and good free hits in thirty five, um. I think it will just be too late by then and there won't be too much I can actually claw back by then. Um, so I think this one I'll have to, this season I'm thinking chalk up to experience and and really kind of review it over the summer and think of a few new tactics and maybe stop picking nostalgia picks a little bit so much and go for some newer players. Okay, so that's our game weeks. So planning ahead, I guess... We are we are here now. We're at game week thirty one that everyone's been talking about for so so long now. Um, how are you guys set up for game week thirty one? Um, so I've got a plan for two more transfers. That'll be a, a minus four hit, but to get Shakiri and Firmino in. Um, so hopefully that'll give me quite a strong thirty one lineup. Um, and Who I'll... will you be getting rid of? So the plan is to get rid of uh, McBurney. Um, as... What? He's prolific, though. Yeah. yeah, he's your player. He's your guy. I know he's my man, and he's doing so well in the championship. Yeah, he's, he's scoring quite regularly. He's yeah, he scores so yeah. often. Yeah, but um, I mean, I, I thought I'd give him a rest, let, let him play, <laughs> and bring in Firmino. Um, and that would be to, to get the money for that. I need to sell De Bruyne for Shakiri. So sort of. Pick a lot more money up up top, really. From okay. Field. And you're not you're not worried about De Bruyne for the double game weeks. Well, I mean, I might. So as soon as I've done all that, I then will be in a process of shipping out everyone I got in for thirty-one. Um, yeah. Weeks after that, uh, but I mean, De Bruyne hasn't really gone up in value for me, so I'm not losing anything. By for him after thirty-one, uh, Everton away, Man U at home, and Spurs away. Immediately, so it's probably not a bad time to be getting rid. Yeah, and uh, they, you can see that Guardiola's now in sort of rotation mode as well. So as soon as the league's sewn up, I, I still got that theory that he might rotate people like De Bruyne and save him for the Champions League. Yeah. How yeah. many play? How many players will you will you have for thirty-one, Matt? If you make those um, two transfers. So just counting it now. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine. If you include Jordan Ibe, uh, 
sort of technically playing, but not. He came on today, so... Isn't it? Yeah, so that's not bad. Nine players. That's not bad, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. There's a couple of hits to get that, but, yeah. Two hits? Well, because I took a hit this week. um, Sure. So I'll take another hit next week, so... But then the, the hit sort of paid for itself this week, so we'll see how we do next week. So the hit this week was for Foster and Schindler. That's right, yeah. And Schindler got you the clean sheet. Schindler got a clean sheet. Foster just got one point, but he's playing next week, and I had no one to no goalkeeper playing. So over over two weeks, he just about maybe pay for pay for the hit. Um, I'm not sure with the West Brom defence, but Huddersfield definitely and Schindler could get three bonus if they keep another clean sheet. Yeah, yeah. So. Optimistic on that, I guess the I'm already thinking beyond thirty one now, uh having sort of built up to it so much, it's now thinking about oh god, all these players that didn't that don't play in thirty one, you want to get them back in again for the doubles. Yeah, and I guess that's the thing with the second wildcard, you using it early in the season, you you can't just put it all into thirty one. Yeah, yeah, so having as many as nine players, I sort of had to start thinking, Oh god, I need to get rid of some of these guys. Yeah. Do you guys know when the doubles get confirmed? Is it after the FA Cup or...? I think it's in the international break. International uh, break? Okay. Yeah, I think that's what I've heard on Fantasy Football Scout. Um, I'm not sure when that is. Do you guys know when the international break is? I think we have one week of... Next, uh, next weekend will be um, the blank game week, an FA Cup. And then I think it's two weeks of international, international break. So that's probably yeah. where we'll find out, and then we can wildcard in that um, second wildcard in that international break if we want yeah. to for 32. Yeah. 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 So the gap, you know, the gap is between uh, 31 and 32 for internationals. Okay. The thing is, Everton have quite a good fixture in uh, 32. Sorry, not Everton. Liverpool have quite a good fixture in 32. Um, and everyone's going to be tripled up. So they've got Palace away, which, you know, Palace with their injury problems, they could definitely get a few, quite a few goals. So I don't know, it'd be interesting to see whether people go for 32 or 33 with the wild card. Yeah. What, yeah. What's your, what are you, what, how are you set for 31 at the moment? So I've got eight players at the moment. Um, one free transfer uh, this week will make it nine. Um, so not not miles away from you, considering you know I've been playing for it a little bit longer. But I think that's what I was saying a couple of pods ago that I looked at your team and I look at Ben's team about four game weeks ago, and I realised that you guys were already quite well set up for thirty one, just by the nature of the players you had, and I I wasn't at all, so I had to start a bit earlier. Um, so. I was thinking about hits and whether I'd want to take hits for 31. Um, I'm not so sure at the moment, to be honest. Um, I think, you know, looking at the fixtures um, and looking at the build-up to 31, you know, this week and the week before, I can't see many kind of players from Westbourne I want to take a hit on or Bournemouth, Huddersfield, not so much. Um, Palace, Stoke, Everton, you know, the only ones you might take a hit for, I I think, would be Liverpool. And I'm already kind of fully set up for them. So I think it would be a real gamble, to be honest, to go for hits. And I might just try and, which is difficult after a game week like I've just had, but I might just try and hold back. Yeah, it's that's sometimes the most difficult transfer policy is not doing anything. And it's normally, normally the best if you're thinking about taking hits. Normally, I find I regret it. Yeah, I've had that many times. Yeah. It's more fun, though. <laughs> it is definitely more fun if you're in your position. If you're in my position, um, I don't know. If, if I finished over a million, that would be just soul-destroying. Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing, over a million. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> but I'm approaching it. <laughs> How about you, Ben? How are you set up? Um, so, I currently have seven players um but i i save this this week so um i can make two frees 
I'm actually contemplating making three just for fun. Um, I'll probably do Aguero to Firmino. Um, that'll give me three Liverpool players. And then... Who will they be? Um, Van Dijk, Salah, Firmino. I was thinking about Mane as my third, but I, I, there aren't really that many good striker options in the, the double game week, uh, the blank game week. I mean, yeah. Like, Firmino's the main guy I think you want to have. Um, and then I'll probably have a midfielder. So I could do Delhi. I'm going to get rid of Delhi Alley to. I'm thinking either Shakiri would be the safe option. But I'm actually thinking of Zaha. Yeah. Because yeah. he looked really good when he came on and played against Chelsea, got an assist um, when they they scored one um, right at the end to, to wipe out the Chelsea clean sheet, which I was like manically celebrating. Because <laughs> I don't have a Chelsea defender. <laughs> um, so yeah, Zaha's in my thoughts. Um, and then I may just take a punt on like either Baines or Coleman because um, they're both back now for Everton. Baines getting nine points this week. Yeah, and Rooney missed the penalty, so maybe Baines is on penalties now. I don't know. I don't know. Did you hear Allardyce after the game talking about no, that? No, but I read he re- I read that Rooney's off them. Is that true? <laughs> so basically, he was very candid on match of the day, and he was saying. You know, there was a lot of players on the pitch who wanted to take it. Sigurdsson, uh, Rooney, um, and he said, uh, I'm not sure. I only think he said uh, Cenk Tosin as well wanted to take it as well. Mm. And then he said, I'm not sure if Baines would fancy it. So it sounds like Baines, I think a few years ago, kind of went off penalties a bit um, for some reason. He did a bit of a David uh, Dennis Bergkamp and he seemed to not want to take them anymore. And was kind of fine to give them up to Lukaku. Um, mm. so, so I guess it sounds like he might not be too bothered and it might be Sigurdsson and it, it might be Cenk Tosin yeah. Um, yeah so Baines or Coleman maybe as a punt Stoke I don't know Stoke are not good either but yeah I kind of have the same sentiment of like these fixtures are not that great so maybe maybe I'll just do two instead of three but um We'll see. Okay. And then kind of anything further forward that we can plan ahead, Matt? You said you're thinking a bit further forward than 31. Uh, yeah. So it's just trying to work out which of the which of the teams that have got the easy fixtures coming up. Um, and it's kind of strangely Arsenal have a quite a good run coming. Uh but it's just how much you want. Who, who, in, who in the Arsenal team you invest in at the moment is quite difficult to, to judge. Aubameyang definitely seems like he's, you know, picking up the odd goal recently, coming into some form possibly. Yeah, yeah. So he's worth maybe thinking about. Um, and and Mkhitaryan got a goal and an assist today as well. Yeah. yeah. I had a question for the Arsenal fan: Are they both? Can are, are Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang eligible to play in? Europa League? Aubameyang isn't, but Mkhitaryan is. Uh, okay. So I might make Aubameyang a super safe option for the Premier League, maybe. Yeah, he's going to be rested and he'll definitely start. I mean, there's, there's no competition really for him to start anymore because um, uh, Lacazette's injured and Danny Welbeck isn't really a footballer. So, you know... <laughs> He's just someone who's wandered onto a pitch, it seems. Um, yeah, I, th- I think he might not be a bad shout, especially double game weeks and things like that. Um, there were some players, I was listening to um, uh, Who Got the Assist, the podcast, um, and they had um, Ben Krellin on as a guest. So he's the guy who is basically the oracle on double game weeks. Um, so you can follow him on Twitter, Ben Krellen. And he was saying that um, that there are some teams that you want to get in who don't have a blank in 35 but still have a double game week. Mm. Um, and he was also talking about different strategies, how 
your free hit, you might necessarily not want to use it for the blank in 35. You could actually use it for a double game week. like a So you could have a wild card for one double game week and then a free hit, essentially another wild card for the second double game week. Mm. Mm. Quite an interesting strategy. And then you'd plan to get in players who had one double game week and played the blank week. Um, so I think Arsenal might have been the example, but I think you'd have to check Ben Crellin on Twitter to to see who those teams might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Leicester Leicester also have really good fixtures. Um, so Mares, I'm definitely not shipping out in my wild card, like because I, I think I'm also got value price value on him as well. So um, yeah. Uh, Lest- Leicester Vardy is what I'm looking at so I could maybe trade Firmino for Vardy or something like that that's an idea uh, that's what I could afford uh, a banging end is a bit more isn't he he's like a ten and a half player yeah um, I've also wondered about Lukaku <laughs> but maybe with our champ because we're still in all manual so in all the competitions maybe <laughs> not but um, he has returned 12 points, 8 points, and 5 points in his last three game weeks. And he doesn't look, looks like he's playing pretty well. So, I don't know. Yeah, it does look like he's playing well. I mean, it does look like he's playing well, but it also looks slightly that he, in the last game week, um, the last game, sorry, against Liverpool, he was kind of playing the hold up the ball and supply Rashford a little mm. bit more than getting the chances himself. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know if, if Mourinho thinks, you know, that, that formation really worked with Rashford on the left. He might start, you know, trying to assist Rashford rather than getting the goals himself. Mm. Yeah, he's definitely playing well, Lukaku. He's found a bit of form. Um, there's also, a few, I think, man, you've got a few tricky fixtures. Uh, so the Mourinho park the bus might come in for City. I think we've got, who's the other one we've got? Um We've got Arsenal. Actually, no, maybe Arsenal will be okay. They're whipping boys, aren't they? <laughs> I don't know. I think you guys are... I think Man United have pretty good fixtures. That's why I've held on to Jones, although he's injured at the moment, just yeah. in case, because Swansea at home in 32, West Brom at home in 34. Those are surely guaranteed clean sheets for Man U at home. Um, so I'm, that's why I've held on to him through his injury. Um and then you've got Brighton away at the end of the season, Watford at home, last game. Um, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Bournemouth away, West Ham away. It's, it's nothing really too daunting. Yeah, I take that back, actually. It's not a bad fixture list for United. Yeah. Yeah, it's just City away, really. Mm. Yeah, and you can bench, you know, you could bench a player for that. You could bench Lukaku. Well, you wouldn't bench Lukaku, yeah. I guess. You could bench the defenders. Yeah. Okay, so it's, it sounds like we're kind of holding off slightly till the um, international break and more news about the double game weeks before we can plan too much. But it's definitely something to think about if you d- have already played your second wild card. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, if you see if Kane's actually injured, that'd be uh, one that could really shake things up. Yeah, it was saying it was a year ago to the day that he had the ankle injury. Mm. And it's an injured ankle again. It'd be very, so, very England for him, like, wouldn't it? Just ahead of the World Cup, if uh, the only player we've got who's good, like, completely yeah. injured. The talisman with a, and we all get to learn a new bone name that we've never heard of before, yeah. like Metatarsal. <laughs> what I think we should do is, def- if he's injured like that, we should definitely rush him back. And if he's not even matched, <laughs> and hope that he just magically plays really well. Just pin all our hopes on this injured, uh, not match fit player. Yeah, that, that's that's the way forward. If I've learned anything from Sporting England over the years, sounds like a strategy to me. <laughs> and then and then get surprised when he doesn't play well and we get knocked out. Yeah, <laughs> then we should blame him. And, and then blame him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Genius. Okay. Anything more for planning ahead? Uh, yeah, not just yet. Because I, I guess there's the, there's planning ahead, and many people plan it like really detailed, but stuff like the cadence. So that you can do. Yeah. 
Okay, so upcoming fixtures um, for this game week 31. There's obviously not as many as usual, so we can probably all take a bit of a turn on each one. Um, So Bournemouth, West Brom. West Brom are really bad. (laughs) Yeah, they're bad, but I don't know. I, I think they've still got fight in them. They still still seem to have threat from set pieces, I think. And, you know, Rondon's still quite an effective player, I think. They lost 4-1 yeah. at home to Leicester. I know. Leicester are a good team. <laughs> I can see what you're saying because <laughs> I think um, I was listening to someone yesterday. You know, they were saying the players know the the season's gone, they're getting relegated. The fans know you could look at the fans against the Leicester game, it was kind of half empty. They know it's kind of already gone. Um so maybe it comes to the point, you know, that do you remember that Derby season years ago when they finished on the lowest ever points and they just got absolutely trashed every week and they just kind of weren't trying by the end. But I I don't see that with West Brom at the moment. I still I still think they're trying and they're still kind of fighting. Yeah, I'm yeah. conscious. I'm really cautious about making predictions given what happened. Uh, all my predictions last week, uh, but I can see Bournemouth winning it comfortably, but conceding a goal or two to West Brom because I don't think the defence is great. For Bournemouth. Yeah. What were your predictions last week, Matt? Um, well, uh, West Ham sticks in the mind um, as fancy West Ham. Not <laughs> there. Um, yeah. I think I said Newcastle can't really score many goals. They don't have any good players. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't... We, we all said that uh, Crystal Palace were going to be the whipping boys, and they only lost two one. No, yeah. if you if you go back, I said two one. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. But it was um, it was not a close two one. So it was. I mean, Chelsea dominate. Did you watch the game? Yeah, Chelsea... I saw that. Oh, extended highlights. Yeah, I mean, it was all Chelsea, apart from that, you know, goal they conceded. And it was quite a late goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Damn, um, Alonso is pretty cheap. So, Bournemouth-West Ham, um, what's happened to Callum Wilson? He <laughs> just completely fallen off a cliff. Uh, yeah, he, he trolls my team. Uh, I think I, I <laughs> I put him in my team, and there's no way he could recover from that. Uh... <laughs> and Defoe came on again um, this game week. He didn't replace Wilson, but, you know, he's... I mean, to be fair, he didn't look great. He didn't have any shots or any attempts, I don't think, that I saw. But he's still kind of waiting in the wings. Yeah, Josh King was one that could have been tempting because of the previous week, and he looked really good then. Uh, but he didn't hasn't King come on. He came on as a substitute, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. Did. But he hasn't really backed it up. I mean, you'd want him to be starting if you had him in your team. Um, yeah. at seven and a half million. But so he's it's a strange one. They, start, they started Mousset. Yeah. Mm. Least Mousset, which was a bit of a weird one. Um, and I'm just thankful. Play. I'm just thankful Wilson is just still starting. Honestly. Just, yeah. <laughs> Just give me those two points. I'll just take them. <laughs> it's all about game week one, though. Um, well, wait. One player that I think is worth mentioning was Stanislas with the goal for Bournemouth. Mm. He was a, a player that was quite useful last season with his free kicks, and he was on penalties for a while. And he has scored recently as well. And so he, he might be worth taking a punt on. Yeah, maybe. Um I do think Bournemouth will beat West Brom, though. Um, they didn't look that bad against Spurs until they collapsed at the end. So, uh, I, I'm going to predict, similar to Matt, that Bournemouth will win, but probably concede. Yeah. I don't know. I th- I thought I saw a lot of... Um... So, did you see the analysis of the Newcastle-Southampton game on match of the day? Uh, no. They were basically saying that Southampton were just kind of keeping the ball until such time where they were dispossessed and it led to a chance for Newcastle. Basically, what I saw from Bournemouth, again, I don't know it's against Spurs, so it's a bit unfair to judge, but they seemed like they were 
just trying to keep the ball, but not playing particularly positive forward passes. It would go forward to the midfield, it would go out wide, and it would come back to the defenders, back to goalkeeper, and then they'd be kicking it upfield. And I know Tottenham press quite hard, so it's difficult to play. But I don't know. They Have they looked that good going forward recently? They score goals. They're just a really difficult team to predict, Bournemouth. Um, yeah. Because they're quite aggressive, but not like very... They, they seem to rotate two scores goals for them and who plays well. It's very hard that they don't have a form player, really. Yeah, last season it was king and I guess no one's really stepped up this season. Mm. Yeah, It is slightly a miracle that they're not in the relegation battle. Well, I think they're about mid-table in their, their overall level of quality. Um, they've got quite quite a large squad, just, just none of them are... None of them are outstanding, just all of them are quite good. Yeah, but they were really struggling at the start of the season. They were having quite a rough time of it, but then they seemed to pull themselves out, but w- again, without any particular star players. Or yeah, kind of players the, Eddie, the Eddie Howe way that they just... I, they're quite, I quite like Bournemouth because they keep, just keep attacking and keep having yeah. a go. Um, so they're never going to grind fixtures out. And I think they had that at the start where they didn't really grind any fixture results. Um, but they'll pick them up as soon as other teams get tired. They'll they'll pick up a win here and there. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I would fancy Rondon against Bournemouth's defence, though. I've I've never been that keen on Bournemouth's defence, and Rondon, he's, I think he is a threat. I just never fancy Rondon. <laughs> well, maybe that's just my taste. Um, <laughs> okay, so Huddersfield Crystal Palace. How do you see this going? Maybe nil nil. Uh, I mean, well, how, does, how many shots does Huddersfield have and fail to score? Well, but they still had the shots, didn't they? Thirty shots, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, but none of them went in. Yeah, but you're creating the chances. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe they'll score one. Uh, I, I can see a draw in this one. Um, to be honest, I think is that because you have Schindler a nil nil draw with. Would be quite oh, nice. I've got, I've got Foster and Schindler, so I'm really praying. For <laughs> oh, that's why. Okay. So this one, if I predict it, then it probably won't happen. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I can see Ben shot of Zaha um, Palace away from home. Zaha was looking quite good last season away from home, um, coming back to kind of you know fight the relegation fight and start probably starting the game as well. And with um, Sorlot, who was looking pretty good, I thought, against uh, Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, I think Palace, because they started the season so badly, and then they've just picked up so many injuries. And so now people like Zaha are coming back again. I think they're probably slightly better than their position, so they might get a couple of results. I think yeah. they have to get a result in this one, because they've had a bad run of fixtures. Yeah. I, I think Palace, I'm going to back Palace to win. Um because they've had three terrible fixtures that they've basically narrowly lost to Spurs, United, Chelsea. They played okay in actually all three of those games. So, and they have to win this game, right? Because they're they're in the relegation zone. So, I'm going to back them to win with uh, Solot to score with the Zaha hat trick. Okay, I'm not bring him in. I think uh, last week I was being quite harsh about Christian Benteke. Um, and I, oh, he's so bad against Chelsea. Well, he is bad. He, he doesn't pass the eye test. But then I was listening to some other podcasts and they mentioned how he was the assist king. And looking at his stats, I'm completely wrong. Um, so he's got one, two, three, four, five, six assists um, in the last six, seven, eight, nine games. So, not bad. He seems to be getting the flick-ons. He's got a goal in that time as well. So, he's coming in with five points, five points, eight points, five points, five points. So, actually, you know, with with Zaha up there as well, um, I, I think I agree. I think I can see Palace nicking this and Schindler's a clean sheet disappearing. A really dirty sheet for Schindler. Benteke <laughs> <laughs> um, with taken off at half time though against Chelsea for uh, being for being really bad by the way okay so you might want to 
I think that would make me a little bit nervous, but um, we'll see. Yeah, I guess with um, <coughs> Sorlot and Benteke on the pitch together, um, and they had the option of Zaha to come on, then it's pretty much, you know, in the analysis I saw, they were going for the same long balls. They were challenging for the same long balls. They basically got the same role in the team. So having them both on the pitch at the same time was a bit of a, you know, these are the only players we have. We have to play them and we have to play the long ball to them. But maybe now they've got that other option. Maybe he does get a rest. Maybe he doesn't start the next game. So, yeah. So, sounds like the man for that game. Yeah, I think it's two relegation fan teams are going to really slug it out. And so, both of them are making extra efforts. And that's partly why I think they might just neutralise each other. Um, because everyone's going to be trying their hardest. Yeah. Okay. Um, how about Stoke Everton? No clue. <laughs> yeah, Ever- Everton again. Well, I would say they're hard to predict, but actually, I think Matt called it last week when we said when he said that Everton at home, uh, you know, not that bad, whereas Everton away are poor. And I think that's probably the same you could say about Stoke. So maybe Stoke being at home in this game week, they're the favoured team. They're the team who are going to attack. Yeah, Stoke used to be there. Always, always had quite a good form at home, didn't they? Traditionally. Yeah, um, under Pulis, that's quite a while ago now, though. Yeah, but I think part of it is because they've, their stadium's meant to be like quite good acoustically. So it's quite loud, quite good fans. Um, gets up and things like that. Yeah, so they can. Yeah, they get on the, the referee's back and pressure into a few long throws. Uh, Shakiri, I think, um, is obviously the what, the main threat for Stoke. So he's not a bad player to have in, I think, for, for 31. I think there's a bit of a bit of a worry around Walcott as well. He got subbed for Dominic Calvin-Lewin, who came on and played well, might have even got an assist. Um, so I, I don't know if Walcott's place might be slightly under threat as well. Yeah, Everton are one of those where they they started. They've got quite a large squad of players that were all playing average. So Tosin's starting to score now. Um, you've got um, Balassi starting as well. Yeah, and then you've got the Baines Coleman. So they've just got people that do the attacking bits, um, sort of shared out, so rather than just having one player that they rely on. Um, so in fantasy terms, that's a bit of a nightmare because you're not quite sure which player is going to going to be the one that is involved in the goals yeah so it sounds like Shakiri. I'm uh, people were talking up Walcott quite a few weeks in advance as well for 31 but I'm not so sure about that now um anything you see from this Ben I I just think this one's really hard to predict um so I already have a Stoke player that I transferred in a long time ago, true promoting. So I, I probably won't double up with Shakiri. Um, yeah, I just, I kind of just want to stay away from this fixture because I just don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I think it might, it might be one of those ones where they're, they're a fairly similar level. They have a fairly similar um, outlook in terms of Stoke are quite defensive, Everton. You know, Allardyce wants them to prioritise defence ahead of attack. Away from home, Everton, possibly the better team. They just try and keep a clean sheet. Stoke only have Shakiri as a threat going forward and could be nullified. And maybe it does just play out as a draw, a nil-nil. Yeah, I can see maybe nil-nil or one all or something, maybe. Yeah, that sounds fair. Um, I don't know. I don't think either have kept a clean sheet for a little while. Um, well, no, sorry. Uh, it has- <laughs> Just now. Like I don't think I think both defences are a little leaky. Um so I, I see like a two one to Stoke would be my prediction. Stoke just kept a clean sheet um a couple of weeks ago to Southampton away. Yeah, but that's because it's Southampton, isn't it? <laughs> that's probably true. How about Liverpool Watford? Uh, well, Watford are awful, and uh, Liverpool are going to be angry. So, yeah, 
it's, it's, the, it's the highest chance that there'd been a like a, a thrashing and a, a high scoring game in Game Week 31. Yeah. So that's why we've all gone in. So do you see a clean sheet for Liverpool? I mean, you guys have both got Liverpool defenders, so surely that must be what you're prioritising or haven't gone for the three, three Liverpool attackers. Yeah, so definitely I could see a clean sheet and I can see, um, yeah, I, Watford don't have, I mean, Liverpool at home have been keeping a few clean sheets. Um, yeah. But also add to that, Watford have not been scoring too many um, unless it's like a Troy Deeney one goal. Uh, so they're, they're not looking that potent going forward either. Um, did any of you watch the Watford Arsenal game today? I missed it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I wonder if they. Yeah, I'm not sure if they were much of a, a a threat today or not. Well, check is. I think check might be three bonus points. So it sounds like he might have got quite a few saves. Oh, he saved the pen. He saved a penalty. I think that's why. That'll be why. Is that Dini? That must have been. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if that was the... Do you know when that was? Was that early on in the game? Um, not sure, but I think it serves Dini right for being just a general ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like the things um, on Match of the Day when Dini's interviewed and he's always talking about his son who loves all the other strikers in the league and uh, <laughs> doesn't like his dad and thinks his dad's crap. And whenever... <laughs> Scores a goal. He's just like ah, in your face. <laughs> Still got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think the one thing with this Liverpool Watford fixture was I wasn't sure about Mane versus Firmino because I think Mane probably has a higher ceiling. Um, but yeah, like I only have one slot left for an, an attacker. I kind of wish I had all three, but. Surely it's Zaha for you, having talked him up. Yeah. Plus, like, the thing with Firmino, Firmino is like the safe striker option. And and in the, the blank game week, there aren't any other good strikers I want to punt on. Like, the best alternative, alternative is like Tosin. And I definitely feel like I don't want to do that. So I'll probably go Firmino. Not, well, uh, like, I, was, I was curious with Matt, you have the sim- same similar decision, right? Like Firmino versus Mane. Yeah, so I was I was all for going for Mane because he's on good form and I thought he's a bit of a differential. Um, but then lots of people have gone for him, Mane now, so it's less of a differential. And I'm looking at my team at the moment. My second most expensive striker is Wilson, who I don't particularly want to have in my team anyway. So... I've decided to use the opportunity just to start getting some more money in my attack. So I'm going to go for Firmino. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good plan. But Ben, you you have carte blanche with your second wildcard, so you don't have to be thinking too far ahead. Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, I'll probably probably go Firmino just as the safe option. I I do feel good about having a Liverpool defender, though, because I assume they'll keep a clean sheet. Um, and Van Dijk always looks like a threat on corners. He almost scored yeah. against United from a corner. So yeah. I'm hoping he gets a goal eventually. So we'll see. Who who do you guys think the uh, the whipping boys will be this week? We uh, we weren't far off. We were thinking it might be Watford with the Arsenal fight back, and we were right about that. But we actually went for Crystal Palace last week. So let's see if we can do a bit better this week. It's got to be Watford. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's quite an easy one, isn't it? Yeah. My second, my second choice would be West Brom, actually. Yeah, Bournemouth. You think they just completely go to pieces? Yeah, like uh, if Bournemouth score early, and then Pardew doesn't know what he's doing, and then Bournemouth have these strange games where like all their good players, all their players decide they're really good. And then they can score like three or four goals, so maybe maybe it could turn out to be one of those games. I, I quite like because um, I'm not a big fan of Pardew. I quite like that he's joined West Brom this season, and he hasn't even had the new manager bounce where he picks up his few good results. Um, he's just immediately gone into the Pardew slide, which he's never been able to rectify, and he's just continued up to this point. <laughs> where they're, 
bottom of the league definitely going out. And he's now saying, you know, he's looking kind of weak in the press with his comments saying that the owners might want to change, you know, this kind of thing. Um, yeah, not a bad shout for Bournemouth to get a few goals. Yeah. I reckon West Brom can't be asked sacking Pardew now because they're just, they're down. They're down and he might, might be a good manager for the championship. Well, I think it's just, why bother paying the compensation fee? There's no one who can get in to save you. Um, just save a bit of money and do it all of the summer. There might even be a thing where Pardew wants to get fired so he can keep that on his resume, never been relegated. Because that's kind of his, one of his roles is, that's how he gets jobs is, you know, well, obviously, he ha- I think he has been relegated though with a few clubs, but it's never going to be good, looking good on a CV to be relegated. I'm sure Pardew's a sort of arse that would uh, deliberately try to get <laughs> Yeah. Well, him and Pulis kind of specialise in that kind of thing, you know, taking jobs after each other and getting out at the right time. Um, yeah. yeah. What, about, what about your gut, butt, gut punts? So who are your kind of players you would pick as a bit of a differential or a bit of an outside choice for Game Week 31? Small pool, I guarantee. Um what do you guys think? Um, I mean, I guess we, the team we haven't talked about going forward that much is Huddersfield. Um, and so maybe someone like Mounier would be a my gut punt that you might, might come off. Uh, that, are you saying this after um, you had a go at me for saying that Huddersfield looked pretty good with their 30 shots? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's it's a gut punt because it's like I, I'm not basing this on evidence. Uh, so what you're, what you're saying is they create that's a good thing, right? I'm saying that they 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 yeah they're, uh, they're not very good going forward, but if they, if anyone's going to score a goal or that uh, someone like yeah Huddersfield striker at home, uh, no one really no one's really thinking about them that much. So they're sort of the the ones floating out there that could surprise everyone. Yeah. Okay, Ben, do you have anyone on your mind? Um, well, I talked a bit about Zaha, and then if I wanted a punt, maybe one of the Everton fullbacks because they're both back. Um, they haven't played that many games. Either Coleman was really good last season, if you guys remember, um, going forward. Um, so maybe Seamus Coleman or Baines because I, I can see them maybe keeping a clean sheet against Stoke, and then if one of those two did something, they would probably get max bonus too. So I don't know. That would be my other punt, is like an Everton fullback. Okay. I'm I'm kind of thinking about uh, a few different players. I don't have one in particular that I know I'm going to go for, but I definitely have kind of cash to spend. So Sterling I've held on for quite a long time. And if he doesn't play against Stoke tomorrow on Monday night, then... You're screwed. <laughs> then I'm screwed, but also he might be someone that I want on um, and bring it, spending some money. So I was thinking, I was looking at players at a good kind of that kind of price bracket who I could bring in for 31. And it was kind of Sigurdsson who kind of caught my eye because um, he, he can get a big haul. He's on a lot of set pieces. He might get penalties, as we were saying before. Um, and he is a quality player and he's exciting to watch if you are watching that game live. So, you know, he's always involved. So he was one. I mentioned last week as well, Van La Parra at Huddersfield. Um, yeah. he, he'd be someone I'd definitely consider. Um, and then Patrick Van Arnholt with that goal uh, away to Chelsea. He's always a defender who can score. And there is a potential of keeping a clean sheet, I think, away to Huddersfield. But he's always got that threat. Um, so, yeah, I think that and like you mentioned before, Ben Zaha, Zaha originally was going to be my gut punt. Um, I think he's quite an exciting option because um, he has he has got quite a high ceiling, I think. Um, and he always, I always think he comes in and plays quite well at the start when he comes back from injury because it's such a change for the team and they start passing to him and he creates chances. Um, so yeah, those would be my kind of my four that I'm looking at. And Hano was a good shout. He's got two and two. So yeah. Two and two, I don't even realise that, yeah. Yeah, he scored against United as well. Yeah, well, not bad. And it's not like they're playing wing-backs. I think they're still playing a 4-4-2. 
um, with all those centre-backs out. But yeah, pushing forward, he's definitely an option. Okay, so captains and transfers. Come to Ben first. Who are your captains and transfers for this week? Um, Going to captain Salah. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Play it safe. Um, we'll do probably Aguero to Firmino. Um, and Deli Ali to... I'm going to go Zaha. And then I think that will be it unless I want to take a hit for a punt, like a random punt. But Sounds like you're tempted. I'm really tempted just... Because it's a minus two, right? Um... Is, it, is it a minus two? <laughs> I was thinking about that this week. And I was asking my wife, because she's quite good at maths. Is it, <laughs> is it a minus two? I don't see how it is. How is it a minus two? Um, Can you because you, you've got a good maths brain, Ben. Okay. It's a minus two because if you can't field 11 players, then the play you get in should at least get two points. So that so it's a minus two. <laughs> and the hit is four points. Um so you have to you have to figure out if that play is gonna get at least um it's gonna at least start and at least get, you know, two more additional points on top of that. But for me, if you if you don't buy anyone in and you're guaranteed to get zero, you get zero. If you yeah. spend four points then you have to get at least four points to get back to zero, which you are going to get anyway. Yes. Yes. But you're assuming the play you get in will get at least two points for starting. So that would be the minus two. Yeah. It goes wrong if you transfer someone in who, I guess, like either concedes a lot of goals or doesn't start or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's just a yellow card, really, isn't it? Yeah. So, um... maybe that's why I've kind of shied away from thinking about my plan for taking a few hits um, following this game week. But, yeah. Okay. Um, Matt, how about you? What are your captains and transfers for this week? So, um, I mean, I've gone bold. So, my transfers are made already. What? Yeah. I've gone. I've gone early. We haven't even hit Monday. Oh, I know. There's I still another game left. I know. This is very unlike me too. I always try and wait to make sure they don't get injured in training or something. Um, did so you I, need the? Did you need the price change? Like that's you wanted it. a lot. Yeah. So I, I looked at it that Firmino and Shakiri and both of the top five for transfers in already this week, mm. and I can only just afford getting both of them in. Like I have nothing. I have nothing in the bank. So, I. I've been thinking about it, and they're the two that I wanted to get in. Um, and so uh, I just thought I'd go for it because my plans weren't really going to change across the week. Um, so De Bruyne is gone, and which striker's gone? Uh, McBurney. Oh, wow. Not a bad transfer, really, is it? I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, it's what I had in mind. I mean, uh, so it's one of those you see, say it's minus two. Uh, that's, it's not bad having the Shakiri and Firmino are probably the ones you'd fancy to get get points in thirty one. Um, so that gives me was it yeah nine players and I don't think I do any more punts uh, on the minus two week. But that's particularly because I have no free transfer after uh, sorry, uh, wild card afterwards to sort of repair the team after thirty one. Um, so are you guys both doing your your wild cards like immediately afterwards or you're going to wait? A- uh, I probably will do mine immediately afterwards, just because my team my team's in such poor form, um, and I've still got, you know, Jones if he's not coming back from injury, Ogbonna who can't keep a clean sheet, and yeah, players like Dawson who are good for the goal, but I don't think are going to be sensible going into the double game week. So I have to see how it looks, but yeah, I'm pretty keen to change my team up as soon as I can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've. I've, I've... I do start to come into problems, I think, in 32 onwards, where I'm forcing myself to take hits because I've got people like, well, uh, hopefully Trippier will start playing again um, if there's been some injuries, but probably won't. 
Um, and yeah, I'll have people like Shakiri and Schindler and Tompkins sort of uh, stinking up my team. Okay. Um, so my, my captains and transfers for this week, um, I think it's, I think I might take a risk and it's not a huge risk, but I might go for someone other than Salah. Um, because I feel like I've got to go for the differentials now, you know, I'm 700,000 in the world. I might as well. I mean, if I finish up a million, what's the difference between a million and 700,000? It's still an awful season. So I might just have a bit of fun now and I might go for Mane. I might go for Firmino. Um, I can't see going outside of the Liverpool team, but yeah, I think that might be a way of just tweaking a couple of extra points, maybe. Um, Probably for me, no, because a lot of stuff's going to go through him. So I might go for that. Um, why not? Uh, my transfers, I wanted to have two going to, into this week, um, but I had to change the goalkeeper. So, yeah, I think it's a decision on whether I think Sterling is worth keeping for the double game weeks, whether the value I have in, in, in him is is worth holding on to. Because I think I, I got him in when he was... Let me just have a little look. Bear with me a second. I got him in when he was 8.2. And he's now a lot more than that. I can I can sell him for 8.4. So I'll make 0.2 on him. It's not a huge amount, to be honest. Um, but it's just whether I think he's going to be useful in the double game weeks. Um, I'm not so sure. Um I think, like we were saying before, the City players are going to get rotated and they're going to be thinking about Europe much more. And Sterling hasn't played for quite a while and might even have lost his place in the team now to Bernardo Silva. So I think I might clear him out, use take the opportunity to clear him out. Or if it turns out that Kane's injury is a, a bad one and he's out for a bit longer, might even take a hit and Sterling out for Sigurdsson. Um <laughs> Kane out for yeah, striker <laughs> yeah, Mounier or Cenk Tosin. Um, Allardyce might want to give penalties to Cenk Tosin because he's a new striker and he wants to give him confidence. Um, or I might go for your main man, Rondon. Um, no, I'm not going for Rondon. Uh, okay. Please go for Rondon. I, I <laughs> <laughs> I've already got Tosin. So, uh, yeah, so maybe Mounier... Um, yeah, you want to triple up on West Brom. I think it's what you want to do. No. <laughs> I think I'd be valuing going for Cenk Tosin. You know, he's got a few goals. Um, I can see valuing going for Mounier. But just a bit of differentials, a bit of fun, because I might as well have a bit of fun now. Um, so, yeah, I think that's me. Maverick. Maverick. Not really, uh, not really a Maverick. A Maverick down at seven hundred thousand in the world. I'm basically I'm West Brom. I'm just do whatever hell I want because who cares? <laughs> Maverick would be going for a non a non Liverpool player as captain. That would be Maverick. Then you'd be bold. Just, you trying, do that. You just do trying that. to. Make that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Although, no, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Um, thanks very much for chatting, guys. Um, so can we have one one final rage piece? Yeah, I want to talk about Gary and Gary in our league, and, and and how he managed to have Kennedy getting sixteen points for his his team. What a random pick! Uh, yeah, transferred out Allen, who had a get a game next in game week thirty one for Kennedy, who had no <laughs> game. <laughs> and it turned out to be genius. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got to give him credit. That was no one else predicted that one. Uh, my God, a, a brace for Kennedy. Yeah, they were great goals too. Yeah, a player who's never yeah. scored in the Premier League before. Um, you've got one transfer to make, and you go for the guy, Kennedy. You bring him in the week he gets two goals. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He is the Messiah. Uh, uh, yeah, how can you how can you compete with that? And his <laughs> and his captain choice is looking pretty good too. You what? have no De Bruyne. Yeah, it's looking good right now because 
There's not a lot of competition, to be fair. Yeah, Kane and Salah didn't do anything. So, And going back to last week, Matt picked this game as City wanting to cement the title and really going for it away to Stoke. So if that is the case, then De Bruyne is the man, the player of the season for City. So, yeah, could yeah. be in trouble. They rested De Bruyne in the Champions League for this game. So, Oh, my God. I'm so scared. He <laughs> needed that rest. Um, okay. Um, thanks very much, guys. Uh, and I'm looking forward to just throwing caution to the wind for the rest of the season and speaking to you guys next week. Cool. Right, bye. Cheers. Bye. Right, see ya.